0: Hello and welcome to the Top of the Week Podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. I'm Laurel Deppin.
1: And I'm Rebecca Alvey. Today's top stories include free speech on campus and VO Bikes. We will also be speaking with Muslim students about their experience at WKU following terrorist attacks in New Zealand. WKU's bike sharing program is seeing success in its first full semester. Toward the end of 2018, the Ride bikes appeared on campus and about 100 rides were logged a day. Brad Wheeler, the Assistant Vice President for Business Services, says March 17th through March 23rd marked the largest daily ride count and overall rides have seen an increase. Wheeler says WKU is looking to expand the geofence to allow the bikes to be used off campus as well.
0: WKU itself is a free speech zone. According to WKU Director of Media Relations Bob Skipper, there are no designated areas for free speech, but rather, the campus as a whole is one. WKU's free speech policy states that no restrictions will be placed on selection of speakers or the subjects they speak on. The policy references the First Amendment. Issues of free speech are being raised after President Trump signed an executive order to protect free speech on college campuses. Today, we're joined by four students who attended a vigil that was hosted in honor of the recent shooting in New Zealand. Hoda Amira and Maryam Malik are members of WKU's Muslim Student Alliance. So if you could tell
2: me a little bit about what happened on Friday. So Friday, we decided to hold a um, inclusive discussion with um, campus as well as a vigil in honor of the victims from the New Zealand shooting that had happened Um, and so we just wanted to uh, just invite people from campus to come and if they had any questions about Islam or anything um, to feel free and to come and ask rather than make assumptions. And we tried focusing on Islamophobia and um, just those political issues that um occur here in the US.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the discussion was a way for people to like talk about their fears and also for us to address the issue like what she was saying. Um a lot
2: of people came or not came, but like a lot of people addressed the issue or not the issue, but they were curious about the hijab, which is the um religious headwear or the yeah, the headscarf mm-hmm. that Muslim women wear and one of the questions was like Um, this girl asked why do we necessarily wear it and in response like it depends and it varies person to person but um, for the most part it is modesty and it is a symbol of our faith and that we represent um, our religion every day we walk out that door if we um, choose to wear it.
3: Yeah hijab also like you can like say it's like like actual like cloth but also you can use it in a broader sense where you're like oh my hijab it's like a covering, so if you cover your gaze, or if you like, are aware of your attitude, that's also considered. Mm-hmm. A job it could, for some um, yeah. So it varies.
2: Yeah, it could also mean one's behavior, like what Mariam was um, mentioning a second ago.
1: Would you consider the vigil on Friday uh, to be a success for the organization?
2: Um, we actually got more than what we expected. Um, for example, like for the vigil, we had only brought like a little less than thirty candles, and we needed more, like about ten more. So it was a really good turnout, which um, helped us realize that a lot more people um, felt for us or or cared, at least, to show up. So it really meant a lot to all those who came out in solidarity.
3: Yeah. So, like, whenever I see people coming, that even like even though this event didn't like directly address them it still shows like growth in our society so like I took it as a good thing that um, more people than I thought were coming and we also had lots of like speakers come in like the state representative Patty Minter which was really helpful and like it just shows support.
2: And we had a couple professors come out Mm -hmm. as well Um, like the head of the religions department came out and Dr. Sophia Arjana came out as well as um, a couple others which meant a lot to a few of the students and we had um different sites and inputs from them as well. So what's next for MSA? Um, we're actually hoping to have an Islam Awareness Week, which um, we're hoping just to um, obviously bring awareness to the MSA and as well as Islam, and like, if anyone else has more um, questions, we'll, like with this discussion that we had, um, we did have a good turnout, but um, it was like focused on one audience, so we're hoping with this, um, Awareness Week that we can broaden that to all of campus and just have it like open and like during um, school hours where people can just come and approach and like learn more about the MSA and what we're hoping to achieve, which is just bring awareness to um, the campus as well as like um, bring unity to not only to Muslims and others on campus because we want them to feel safe, but as well as others in the community um, in Bowling Green.
3: Yeah. So. Like, one activity we have that we are planning to do is to meet a Muslim wherever we're going to sit, like, maybe in Centennial Mall and then have a booth and people can just come ask us questions, but it doesn't have to be related to, like, Islam or anything. And I think it's also a good way to just to interact with people in general, like she was saying, and also for our own members to interact with the MSA.
2: Um, A lot of people have never even spoken or even met a Muslim, which I think is crazy because there is such a large percentage of Muslims in America. Um, and when Mariam was saying like it doesn't have to be anything like religious or political, it can even be like, hey, how was your day? Or how are your classes going? Or hey, I like that shirt. Just um, getting that note out that like, hey, I've talked to a Muslim today would um, significantly change that percentage of people who've never spoken or met one. So that's what we're hoping to achieve is just bring awareness, which is what the whole week is um, trying to do yeah
3: and I think another event I don't know if this is with Islam Awareness Week but we're trying to have like a woman's night for the like the Muslim ladies in the MSA because so far we've only reached to like specifically males because there's a, like a like it's just e- they're easier to find and everything in general yeah. on campus but
2: that's what we're hoping to achieve because we want um other Muslim women to feel safe on campus and we want them to have a voice so we're hoping with this that they'll feel more comfortable and um Actually, want to reach out and like be more active
1: in a part of campus, so yeah. Today, we're also joined by Khalid Aljabar and Fasih Farsan. Um, can, so can you guys uh, start by talking about what was the reaction you saw, both from people you know, but also from uh, different media outlets?
4: Oh, uh, so uh, first, it was really shocking for me and for all my friends. Um it took a while to dissolve and after dissolve I stepped back and had like a bit like of a, um critical around look of how this was covered and this was like portrayed. Um so um like surprisingly even like respected news outlets like Reuters, AP, Guardians Intercept and The Economist, um, they all have been using multiple like I don't know, yardsticks to measure like events and uh, portraying it in a certain way and also like it's been showing that they're only like pushing red buttons for their electoral basis essentially not reporting news um the idea of the like the whole like i don't know the, the the event that happened the shooting it started with a white person shooting 51 muslims and it ended up with a white egg boy cracking a head on the politician and the victims in the middle didn't have enough coverage or like a true uh, stand of like what was really the issue and how white supremacy was a really growing thing and dangerous thing for multiple societies.
5: Yeah, as far as um, like media coverage, um, as what I saw like in the U.S., I just felt like there wasn't enough uh, media coverage as far as in the U.S. um, Because mainly you know, it was in another country. And I've seen in previous years there, spent situations in like Paris or um, England and stuff. And in the US, they do show more coverage and the media covers it much more. But however, this time, since it was in New Zealand or, you know, much far, further away from us, I just felt like there wasn't enough coverage as there should have been. And it was kind of disappointing as far as um, you know, how the media went about, you know, covering the incident and stuff. But I just noticed that the only people that was showing support and actually getting things out was the Muslim people um, that was in our community because, you know, they do, they do feel for the people and they can obviously relate going to a mosque on Fridays. Um, praying, you know, with their families and their sisters and brothers. So I felt that how it could have been anybody, you know, and it was just hard for me to, like, you know, um, like to even, like, think, like, how could this even happen, you know? And it was disappointing for me to not see, you know, people not coverage um, cover as much as they should have. Mainly on social media, um, you know everybody follows you know all the celebrities and everyone so when an incident happens you know you're expecting them to say something or um, have a you know statement and show some support you know because they have that platform where they have the freedom to say and speak on whatever they want you know and to not see that a lot of celebrities or you know a lot of people um, that have that privilege they did not say or um, have a saying or show some support was kind of disappointing but as far as the Muslim community I think we've gotten stronger. Um, Just coming together um, on the Friday last week um, it was really good I think.
0: So following the event on Friday were you able to see um, any sort of shift in um, people's reactions to the Muslim community?
5: Yeah, I think um, there were certain people, you know, that would show more support um, because you know um, that they knew that we had we had a, um, you know discussion and virtual, uh, so um, it was more st- support, definitely from a lot of professors and you know staff from around campus. So just you know, even when they were there at the discussion, they were letting us know that you know, regardless of faith and everything we're here for you guys and we'll be in um, we'll, we'll support you in every way we can you know and we're here you know and this together so it was really nice of them to actually show up and show us their love you know
1: is there anything else that we haven't talked about or haven't asked about that and um, that you'd like to say
4: so um, I want to speak a little bit about the, the, the anti-muslim rhetoric that have been going along lately mm-hmm. from some like news outlets and uh, on social media and somewhere else Uh, i really don't like the word islamophobia as i mentioned before uh, as i mentioned last friday because this word gives a notion that islam is this beast or monster that we don't need to be afraid of or it's, it's peaceful and and that sort and also with the word phobia people with phobias are excused um, i don't about anyone, but, anyway, but uh, I, I don't excuse any prejudice toward me or racism toward me. I'm as human and as anyone else, and the Muslim community, like any other community, has its good contribution to the world, and um, and uh, many many micro minority doing terrible stuff do not reflect the whole religion essentially. So I really need the the the. The international community needs to rephrase their vocabulary and choose more suitable words like anti Islam instead of Islamophobia and such.
0: Mm-hmm. So, kind of going off of that, what do you think um the ultimate power is in someone's word choice in a situation like that?
4: It's really, really impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, hate speech, uh, as we saw, resulted in people taking assault rifles and shooting. Civilians and innocent people, words really matter. Like when they first tell us, <laughs> it does really matter. When when uh, political parties go on podiums and speak about we need to kick these people out, and we need to send these people back, and need, we need to block these people and, and build walls around these. It it it's it really uh, influences like the regular citizen, which which sees that on uh, a political figure or political party as uh, not an idol but a higher figure that is really influential. Um, Many words need to be rephrased and we need to take a step, like, I don't know how to translate it, but, like, yeah, essentially, like, words really matter. Mm -hmm. That's what I don't say.
1: This has been a Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7.
0: Until next Wednesday, have a great week.